You have to remember, there's no, and I never want there to be, a governing body that decides who and or who can't throw a party. So one thing, to have a world where everybody is able to do and try something, we have to be less critical as people. Because if you judge all of, if you come and you say, oh, I'm going to go judge what nightlife is in Montreal, and you go to somebody who it's their first party ever, who hasn't had the time to develop these things, you will have a scathing review, and it's not real. You know, so t to me, it's more like when you go, you have to remember that everybody behind the organization may be at a different level and we have to be uh, like patient sometimes. And also we are the party. That's a lot of times what I would tell people, like, especially when there was a big rise of like, you know, safe space and this and that, like, I get it. I understand. But. You also have to tell people, you are also responsible. You are the party too. And we, as the organizers, can try to give ourselves the best chance by creating the most wild, raw environment while still having like certain details that are there to help assist the best possible outcome. The Sleepwalker. Immersions into a world that awakes after dusk. Get ready, let's go. We're leaving five. An episode by CKHE Radio, brought to you by Elena Meyer. talked to Chris. I contacted him on social media and he told me to come to his store. He owns a record store on Mile End. The store is plastered with memories. The room is roughly divided in two by a counter. Dozens of colored vinyl sleeves line the walls from the entrance to the central counter. Objects and t-shirts tattooed with the Rama logo stand in one corner of the room. Behind the counter and the hundreds of discs, posters and random objects, he's organized a small kitchen with a coffee machine and matching sets of terracotta coffee cups. There's a flight of stairs going down on the left, but I've never seen the basement. He told me it has a sound system probably big enough to amp up a club. He also told me he was keeping most of it for friends in the long term. I'd heard about his record store through a few friends that enjoyed playing around with music when I first started my project. I didn't really know where to start, so I thought I'd trail up to the source. Before the, the, the benefit I may have had is that I think all industries are built around like just what people do, right? Yeah. So... It's like uh, somebody who makes a, a certain type of bread at home and then it eventually might become a business. So it's like I got lucky in the sense that I got introduced to the concept of nightlife and an entertainment and organizing of parties more through a family and like kind of religious community lens because like, well, because uh, maybe not all, maybe not all like religions work the same, but actually some some do. You know, if you look at go to the Hasidic community, they pray at night too, right? They're up, they're up throughout the night. Uh, the idea is to have these. I would think it's to have these. You know, night is like kind of the thing to be conquered. And how do you conquer the night? You you have people awake. You have eyes and ears to hear. You the the senses. Are, are, are awake in the community and maybe not everybody wants to do that but I think it's an essential part to like uh, peace and in, in civilization is to have like nightlife and uh, I grew up my, my family's Portuguese there's the church on Santa Cruz it's on Rachel and Saint Urbain 
So because Portugal is many different places, this church represents all those different places and every weekend would be a different festival. Either it's a different island or a different part of Portugal, a different saint. And all those things represented that things in nature. Like when I went, when I go back to Portugal, or when I go to the islands, my family's from the Azores, I, I was there during a lot of the festivals. And the festivals are a way to naturally remind people of certain things they have to do. So whether it's sowing the seed or cultivating the fruits or, you know, doing certain preparations, it's it's actually a, a system of memory and it facilitates people doing the necessary tasks, but mixing in community, party, dance, music, food, nourishment and everything. So like my concept growing up of particularly organizing parties and, and being up late with a bunch of people was more that it's kind of like it forces you to have encounters you may not necessarily want to have. It helps you meet friends. It helps you meet potential partner, life partners, mates. It it kind of helps create this chaotic, raw environment where a lot of seeds are sown for social and like cultural and community interaction. So I think that's I, I kind of still function in in that way, you know. So even that's why sometimes when I talk to people, they'll say like nightlife. It's like, it's not centralized, you know? It's like everybody has their own way of going about it. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I learned from that. My my parents were often kind of on the committees that would organize. They were like an event planning? Yeah, they would do event planning. And, and my mom and my dad in particular, when I was younger, like um, one big part of the festivals is, is we would go around on a truck, like build a float yeah. that often would have music on it. But it, the truck would go around to all the like kind of older Portuguese families and drop off food. So it'd be a good way to check in on maybe, you know, that old lady who's living on her own. Yeah. You know, every three months you, you kind of pop in, drop off bread and some meat and see how they're doing. And, and you know, a lot, of, a lot of problems were resolved in that way because sometimes you show up and you see, man, it smells weird or, or the, the something's leaking. And so, it's, so to me, there's a lot of like, like absolutely, like it's, it's it's a necessity it's not a it's not a leisure it's not just purely leisure or vanity it's like it's a way to kind of test the um test the environment you know like uh it's 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 i i, I take it very seriously in a very lighthearted way because like i've you know i've had to deal with fights breaking out between people i've had to deal with you know not just me, anybody in this realm, we have to deal with people getting too drunk. We have to get, we have to deal with people tr trassing, uh, trespassing uh, certain thresholds, but we're there to deal with it as a people. Uh, and if we don't do that and, and like kind of uh, be, put ourselves in this vulnerable state, then a lot of people, a lot of times people will go through those things, but alone. And, and then we can't be there to intervene or, or to help. Um, you know, it happened to me during COVID I had a friend who unfortunately had consumption problems for, for many, many years. And, uh, you know, often it would happen, but there was people around to deal with it. And unfortunately he passed away because he was during quarantine and at home and nobody was there to, to find him in time. And he, he died from his, from, from his, uh, from his intake, you know? And, and to me that, that moment, I mean, I've had a lot of those moments in the past, but that's, very very real this is somebody who would come to the store really often 
you know, a person who was a father and, and, and all that as well. And I know that had we at least been able to come together still a bit more, uh, we probably could have intervened. We would have maybe seen the signs a bit sooner, but because we were all kept apart from each other, it was, it was too late. And then, you know, somebody found him and because uh, he wouldn't answer the phone and then he was, it was too late. So anyways, I say that just to, as a preface to like the, the nightlife stuff is not just purely like cool or pleasure to me. It's, it's health. It's, and the better you do it, uh, the, the better it's, it's ability to help and be beneficial is, you know. And that's what's beautiful about it because how do you make going out better? You include design, you include smell, you include light, you include uh, design. So slowly just from this thing that you want to do good, you want to offer people the best experience. That means you need to include all these other things and then boom, all of a sudden it doesn't take one. It, you can't do it alone. You have to have a group of people involved that creates... Do you think people are looking for the same thing? Like nightlife, I don't know, 20 years ago. Always, always, always. I, again, it's just the world is always changing and, and they're, I think like now in this super connected technological age, it's very easy for us to deceive us, ourselves and think that like there's like a one way of thinking, but there never, there never really is. So like we have to always be aware of that. We live in a time where like, you know, when I was, I, I take my life as an example because yeah, it helps me, but like growing up, growing up, it was always a problem of scarcity. And now it's a problem of abundance, meaning like before I, we did it sometimes even with my own family not being in a crazy bad situation, but still sometimes there, there was money problems, there was debt, there was how am I going to do this, how am I going to do that? And now I find myself in a world where people almost have too much options and now they're, they're lost in that, but that's not a bad thing, we want that. Like we want to be able to have discipline and abundance or else we're just going to create scarcity again. I don't want that, you know. Like, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I just, I'm saying all this cause it kind of goes back to like the, the genesis of, of personally my involvement in the nightlife is that it was a lot of family. There was always kids involved. So it's like, you know, one, two in the morning and you're playing with your friends and it's, it's mystical. It's mysterious. It's just uh, fucking the best, you know, like when you're young, you, you feel like an adult, but you're young, you, you see adults do dumb things. And then you as a kid are judging this adult. It's a super good learning experience. I think it helped me with personally and a lot of my family, you know, like with their consumption habits, like whether it's drugs or alcohol, like having been a kid and seeing my drunk uncle act a fool and completely ruin a party definitely gave me a bad taste about the concept of being drunk. And so as I got older, alcohol was, was not that, you know, having a, a close friend's brother who overdosed on cocaine and died when I was like in my young, you know, 10, 11 years old mean, meant that my, my vision of cocaine was my poor friend suffering because his brother died. Right. So it wasn't like, Ooh, cool. Miami, you know? And so, so like those, those, those experiences, even though they may seem like traumatic or hard for, for a child, like we don't want them, but if you do live them and you have like positive kind of interpreters around you my god it's like a irreplaceable lesson you know and uh yeah so now as an adult like when i organize parties 
I still want that childlike chaos and you just try to make it as safe as possible through design. But I try to avoid through design. Like, I mean, how many security guards do you have? Did you have a conversation with them? Did you explain the philosophy of the place? Do you filter them out over time to get rid of the ones who don't get it? Do you over time build the right team? Do you put like the bar in one area and the dance floor in another area? These are all things you can study because this is a tradition that's existed for, for a very, very, very long time. You know, the, the, kind, of, the kind of roots of, of current civilization peace is the drum circle. It is the uh, us coming together and having this psychedelic, scary, mysterious moment together every once in a while. So that the next day when we're in our mundane kind of regular program, we have those memories to go back on. You know? And it happens to me often because I, I, I work nights and day, like I'll, I'll be at the party until four or five in the morning and then I'll be at the shop to open up at 11, 12. And like somebody who was at the party the night before that maybe went a little too hard comes here at three, four p.m. And, I, and I'm here. And they're like, I just saw you at three in the morning. I was like, yeah, because I'm there as like a participant and an, and an observer and the experience for me is the drug. If the environment itself is like almost the drug, then there's less need to uh, subsidize or to supplement, right? And often I've noticed that like the less, the more basic or stripped down an environment is, the more likely the consumption. Yeah, yes, because we want this, we want the Disney world, we want the amusement park, right? So the more we work on it outside, the easier it is inside. And then that leads us to kind of like the problems with laws sometimes. It's when, when laws are structured a certain way, we need to, as organizers, cut corners. And then when we cut corners, that means we can't actually make the environment we actually want to make because we need to like, you know, we don't have the permits maybe or we're limited by time constraints and abilities. So like hopefully with time as we like realize that this is healthy and good, then the laws allow us to do what we really got to do. That means we can invest more people-wise, money, time. What happened, what happened is I think when laws are placed, it's usually because they have to be. So let's say going out 30, 40 years ago was a lot more dangerous because there was more prevalence of like organized crime, gangs. There's less eyes and ears out there. So then that law, this law that seems kind of like necessary in this very rudimentary world makes sense but as we progress and technology is is uh is introduced and everybody's got phones and, and accountability there's like a explosion of accountability now you can be like if you do some stupid shit the the, the idea that somebody the, the the possibility that somebody has a recording of it exists right like 40 years ago it wasn't that wasn't really the fact so the law had to be a bit more intense But the problem now is in a world where there is more accountability, there's more culture online being spread globally 24-7. For you to have these limited laws, you're actually now creating problems because people feel safer. People feel like people who wouldn't go out before because it actually maybe was dangerous start going out. But then they reach these, these caps and these limits that were, were imposed on maybe real roughneck times. And it actually creates the problem of us now that at three o'clock, everybody's out in the street at the same time in Montreal, for example. So you want to know when the real noise complaints happen? 
it's people drunk in the streets. You know, I, I, I grew up going out on Saint Laurent Street and uh, everybody has their place. Everyone has their cafe, their restaurant, their bar. And sometimes that's separated by maybe people with conflicting interests or who have problems with each other. So to be in peace, everybody goes to their own place in a way. But then at, at three, everybody, and not only that, they're drunk. Out in three at the same place, looking for a reason to fight. And then there needs to be 40 cop cars on Prince Arthur and, and Saint Laurent, you know, it is the case. That's it. Whereas if it was six o'clock and people got to leave, some people might not even run into each other. Like I always, to me, the, 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 my heart goes out to the bus drivers of the 363. It's the 55 night bus. That bus at 315. Ay, 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 ay. What you should. And this is, you want to talk about dangerous jobs? Like you have to deal with an assortment of drunk people from the old port to Henry Barassa. It's crazy. Wait, so it's the bus 363? Uh, 363 is the 55 at night. Okay, yeah. And I just, I started because I, I grew up in Villeray, like around Jerry. And uh, I always worked on Saint Laurent. And really quickly, that's where I really would get a lot of exercise. I would just walk home. I would absolutely avoid this horrible bus. Like, so, so again, it's just an idea. And we always need to think of the laws because like the people change, the technology changes, and then the laws become more of a, a danger than a, than a help. I think change, even the concept of change changes and like, we always have to reassess like what technology we have and how information is being shared because 40, 50 years ago, like, yes, you can have this more insular movement, but now like something could, uh, something could be created here and develop somewhere else. Right. So <laughs> there's so many moving pieces now. So I, I don't look at I don't, I don't look at change anymore so much as like, I look at it as climate and the weather kind of, and you kind of go along with it because there's just, you know, to say, oh, this changed or that changed, it's a bit, it's a bit too, um, I don't want to say simplistic, but it's, it's a bit, it's a bit like, I find it's not derogatory, but it's a bit of a like dead end yeah. to say things changed because it's like, yeah, but they, they always do like the you know there's there's a war going on there was a pandemic uh, this style of music was in and now it's this and and now before whereas one thing took 80 percent of the playing field now five things take 20 percent at all time and those things are always changing and, and like music wise i feel like before people were like or specialized in i don't know like house and then others in disco and others in minimal music yeah. and now people are blending everything. they blend or they uh they offer something for that night like a, like a dish and that i like you know because i i do that a lot in my programming and also in my way of playing if oh, sorry in my programming or in my way of playing whereas now if i know somebody is inviting me to a place that has a certain energy yeah. i will ask for that yes yeah. well I, it's not even about cater it's it's like I like the challenge, you know, and I appreciate the discipline because in a world of so many options, it's like more necessary than ever to like impose sometimes a uh, temporary discipline, you know, uh, so that we can like deliver an, an experience. Cause sometimes I'll try to do these like open formats yeah. and it's fun, but it's not easy because, because like everything is possible. And, and when everything is possible, it's almost like being lost.
what do you call it? You know, like in Berlin, they helped a lot of clubs sonorize, uh, uh, like uh, become more. Um... Exactly. Yeah. You know, they helped because because you gotta uh, you gotta think like this is an incredible natural resource clubbing and and going out and partying because it's people drinking, it's people coming out, it's people going to the restaurant before, people having a bite to eat after. And the best example is you go to New York. New York is a very dense city. There's things to do everywhere all the time. And that's why that place doesn't fall apart. But what's nice about discipline now is before you had to choose one for the rest of your life. Now we can become people that can decide like, okay, for this performance, I'm going to give myself these restrictions. I'm going to give myself these limitations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a concept of design. It's the same thing. Like uh, when an architect sits down to, to design something, everything is possible. But if, if the client or the environment offers some limitations, it's actually a gift. You're like, thank you. At least I have somewhere to start now. You know? And sometimes like when somebody is like, you know, can you do a do an electro or, or do a do an acid like like UK acid set? I'm like, cool. Like you just made my life easier because now I'm gonna just, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go into that topic. And then other nights, if it's open format, it's often like, I treat it a bit like the market, like what's available, you know? And I'm gonna offer the best presentation of what's currently in the periphery. And do you cater to certain types of, not populations, but age groups or is that- No, that's, like I, that, that, I mean, some people do do that, yeah. I guess, but like, I, I don't, I don't have that relationship with music anymore like i i like especially here it, it's like there is i can't generalize you know i can only generalize through uh people's worldview almost more than what they're into musically like it's it's yeah i'm, I'm still i'm still figuring this one out like uh how, how are people different now people are people are different um in a lot less obvious ways now, which is really nice. I, I, I like it. It's like, you can't generalize really. You, you gotta wait and hear what somebody says and what somebody talks about, and then you can kind of make presumptions. But uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's a great time to like, you have to be, you have to communicate. You have to engage to know which is great. It's kind of like, po well, for me in the shop, I mean, like musically, style-wise, when I'm trying to gauge somebody up, there's, there's, yeah, I mean, if somebody comes in with a leather jacket with spikes and a Dead Kennedys uh, jacket, cool, but there's a lot less in, of that than ever. Like, there is still people kind of, that style still helps a bit, but it's great. Like, the, the design and the, and the content has been untethered yeah. and is, it's more about, there's like something like more spiritual. I know it sounds, but I have to use that word because it's very abstract. There's something more spiritual about the enjoyment and the consumption of things than I've ever known, which is great because people are, because it'll be any style or genre, but like this, the kind of essence will be similar. Even if it's like hardcore metal to like folk or jazz or, or, or techno. And that's cool because it's, it's this new way of, of, of seeing this kind of like, connecting kind of energy that's that's behind everything
All right, so Sans Soleil is a bar. And uh, so that that's that's it as it's like, uh, let's say, official title. But as it's like, how the hell did it get here and what it is? Uh, let's try to say it. For one, don't know yet, right? And this is important. It's like, I, I again, a lot of things have happened in life that have helped offer, you know, there's astute observation skills, but if you don't have those situations to observe, you, you kind of have to go search for them. But luckily growing up, I always had children in my life, meaning like, you know, cousins or like family members having kids. So I always got to see you know, like right now in my situation, like I'm of my age, I have a brother who's 15 years younger than me. I have like cousins who are 10 years younger than me. I have a niece who's 20 years younger than me and then 25. And I get to always, and that's what's good about the family parties. I get to see all the perspectives of all these, all these generations in real time, all of us together, you know, from zero to 70. And um, with even projects, like even the shop here and the, uh, and the bar, uh, you can have a general idea, but I, I want to allow things to become themselves. And uh, s the problem is sometimes, like especially in like let's say our our modern, more like capitalist society, because things are so expensive. If you don't have like a really strategic plan, you might not even survive. So I find a good way to deal with the system we live in is you got to find a solution. And the solution is often, how do I create an environment where the thing I want to do can actually take its time to become what it's meant to become, right? So something like really high rent is detrimental to that. So this created, the, the, the price of things created the concept class. That's what I call them. And the concept class is like, you always have to come up with a fucking concept, which is annoying. Because like, sometimes I just want to come to like the natural fruition of things, which is kind of like not a concept. And usually concepts are based on what people naturally were able to achieve. So what you're saying is like before people are even able to start building something, they have to come up with the final product. Like yeah, they, like they have to project like the sales, they have to, and they have to be of a certain way. And the problem is that if like, if naturally, the the like kind of uh, economic activity you would need to uh, to generate to have the project the way you want would take six years you might not never make it so then you have to actually alter your idea yeah. to make sure that financially yes yes and I know this has happened because the amount of times I've been invited to take part in like a new venue and then two weeks in the clientele makes the place change to cater them because they have bills to pay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Now you 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 have to give up your own values and your own like holding your course because you have bills to pay. Customers show up, they tell you what they want you to be, you become what they want to be. You never become anything new, right? And the place that Saint Soleil, what's nice about it is the restaurant was the priority because we knew that if the restaurant works, then we can do whatever we want downstairs because we have no we, we, we're the only pressure we get to put on ourselves. So actually this place has been more or less open for a year and nobody really knows about it. You know, who else gets to do that? We got to do that because the, the restaurant was important. Having like good food, you know, a staff that's like well-paid and happy and, and a place people want to come hang out. And then that generated the, the kind of financial economic activity we needed to have this project where we can take our time and not have to make concessions, you know? Yeah. So... 
downstairs has, again, I had to impose discipline and imposing discipline in a world that doesn't want discipline is very hard. Like I just want people to play records downstairs. Yeah. So I get a bit of pushback because people are like, oh, that's unfair, this or that. It's like, no, this is, it's unfair that you're gonna tell me what to do and rob the world of a place that's different from everything else. I just want, that's why it's, it's a small place, you know, for that reason, because yes, it may be limited in its scope of who it could host to play, but it offers an experience different from somewhere else. And because it's small and because it's privately funded, all right, we can, we're allowed to be who we want to be. Now, if we were getting government money and this and that, okay, we have to make concessions. I understand that, but that's what's nice about this project. It's like kind of uh, the, the held down by the restaurant. So we get to really take our time and figure it out slowly but surely. And then the place is because of that, then when you enter in, it doesn't make sense because you're like, I'm in this place, there's no cover. It's so small. There's this massive sound system. It's downtown yet it's like, no stress like it's yeah. it's easy so wh what the fuck so people already get tripped out just by the fact that it exists because usually if you had a place that looked like that would they would have to have so much money behind it then certain people would have to be involved in interests and then that kind of energy of like i'm just at this cool kind of hangout goes away yeah. right it becomes like a more serious establishment so you know and the same thing with my shop it, it was listen i it was really hard at the beginning because people would come and I had like 300 records and they judge you. They go, oh, that's it? You only have 300? And luckily to me, I go, hey, every record I sell will become two records. So, so whatever, you can diss me for not having everything now, but like come back in five years. And, and, and like, you need a certain bit of fortitude to not succumb yeah, right yeah. away to what people are trying to tell you, expecting. Uh, expecting. Do you, you hand pick all these? Like, do you go yeah. final yeah, I do. I, I order a lot and import. I build relationships. I take people's, you know, I take people's advice. And then you you find people that have a same spirit as you and they make your life so much easier, you know? Well, because they offer you an offering that's already a, a kind of like distillation of of a lot of options. Like, thank God for those people because here you are, like the world is infinite and you, because we have a similar vibe, a similar kind of energy, yeah you offer me like 15 or 20 things out of a thousand. So you did a lot of work for me, you helped. And then when we all work together throughout the globe, all these little shops, distributors, labels, boom, every city you go to, you'll have this like place that kind of has like a 70% of the world and then a 30% of itself. So then that means when you go to a city, you know you have somewhere to go to start. And then if the energy of the music and the offering is similar, then maybe asking the person behind the counter where they should go out to eat and what they should do will already resonate closer to your frequency, which means now that money you use to go to a city is optimized. You're not going to like, you know, when you were, when I was young and I would go to New York, I went to a lot of shitty places just because I didn't know no, who to yeah. ask. Yeah, there's a lot of research and development, but that wastes, wastes resources. And I would hope that a place like this and any other thing I would be involved in, one thing it does offer is, yes, primarily it offers like, you live in the city, this is part of your city, you know, like, I, I don't mind paying my rent. It's, it's, you know, you got to work hard to pay the rent. But when I get to have my coffee on Beaubien at Odessa every morning and talk to the owner and and chill and then go here and have a little sandwich and then come here. I go, okay, my city is not just my apartment, my city, this is my city. 
this is wonderful. That's why I live here. And, uh, you know, that's also part of uh, the, the offering, you know. I, 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 I used to. I DJ a lot, yes. Growing up? Yeah. Well, it is. But it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a good question because it ex there's a few different paths. Again, I, it goes back to the genesis of like the family thing. Luckily, my first parties, yeah. I organized. Okay. So what happened later? That's when I was young. So even 12, 13, 14, really young. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 really, really <laughs> young. Like. Young Oh no no no! Like I, I have I have pictures. A friend a friend who's a who had a, a website who used to document a lot of like because I grew up doing graffiti and and more in this kind of well not not gangs. I did I wasn't interested in that, but unfortunately it brushed up with that. But but graffiti was its own thing. You know, it was kind of like it's it's ultimately it's hip hop like the, the culture like that's really what I found myself in really young. And it gave me purpose. It gave me reason. I felt like I was part of something that I didn't even understand yet, and that's hip hop. And I, to to my to my dying day, and even past that, I I'm always like I, even now I'm I'm, I'm a house yeah. person too. Like, is there, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, it, it's it's funny because it it, it transcends now DJ community because a lot of those people do other things too. But it's more about like music music history uh music sharing and and the culture of music and the the just the way it's benefited the world it's like like it it just music uh thanks to the record as like a phenomena that got to spread around the world it, it it's so and i mean this in the good because i like using the word devastating even for good things because like something devastatingly good like it completely changed the world and like, because we, we focus on all the stories that this incredible thing has uh, done, we get stuck in those stories. But when I think of the record itself, the record is a format. Yeah. We don't get a lot of formats anymore because the world, to monetize formats, you need to create platforms. And that's what we have now. Because a platform you need to pay to stand on, a format is for everybody. So the tape was a format. The tape is not a, like the record is a format. It's not a Sony, it's not a Columbia, it's not a Turner, uh, it's not a, not a Rockefeller, it's nothing. It's the record, record period. That's a format. The internet was a format too. That's maybe the last format we got. Then there's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Those are platforms that exist on the format. So I philosophically live my life trying to always create formats knowing that those can be adopted by anybody to do whatever they want. Whereas platforms, they're kind of like the the kind of like slumlord vibe where they buy it and then you rent it. It's never actually yours. So the record as a format, like, because it's an active format. The book, you still need to learn the language and read. Music, even if you don't understand the language, if it's on a record, you can experience it. So you can get the emotional content, even if it's not the intellectual content. You know, if somebody sounds sad and they're singing in a language you don't understand, it doesn't matter. You feel the fucking sadness, period.
So because I came from, because getting into the, try, trying to get into the structured kind of like, like quote unquote scene can be very difficult. And that's what happens a lot is people will show up and try to get into a room that already exists. But I had this attitude that if I showed up and I wanted to like play at your club and you wouldn't let me play, then I would just go throw my own party because that's what I came from. But a lot of times I see people, if they are not allowed into the party now, instead of throwing their own party, they're going to start protesting that, they, that oh, those people won't let them in. So, and to me, I go, man, all that energy could be, you can channel it to creating a place where then you now can have an open door policy, right? And like, I, I, I come more from that. So I'm a little less, I have a lot of observations of the scene, but I'm a little less frustrated by it because I was always of the thing of, I'll just get, we'll get our friends together and we'll do our own thing. And, and our challenge is more finding spaces, you know, like as long as we could find a space, we find could do it. Like that was the most challenging always, a, like a, a physical place. Yeah. I was talking to a friend recently, he was telling me it's really expensive. Especially right now. Yeah. It'll balance out. It's just, I think people are taking advantage because there's a rush on it, but as things balance out, you know, and you have to build relationships with people. We, we have an obligation as humans to always negotiate. And some cultures have it as part of their cultures. Others feel inconvenienced by negotiation, but it's extremely important. Like even me here in this store, like this is, this is how I think. Even if the price was decent, I still have to try to get it lower them they're always going to try to get more but i feel an obligation to get it lower because if i keep it low then the neighbor's spot might be lower and the spot after that might be lower if i come here and i accept whatever they offer me then they're going to think they can get the same in other places so this is you want to talk about the greater good to me this is the greater good is what you do when nobody's watching and nobody knows that's the greater good the greater good is the things you do that nobody will ever find out about but you know it's going to have an impact it's going to have a collateral positive collateral impact to me that's the greater good so i i when i talk to friends in business or or in projects i'll often espouse these kind of like things because i'm like it, it kind of it 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 gives multi-dimensionality to anything that you're doing because like through me being able to sell records i got to learn about how le commercial leases work which means I can help my friend do the commercial lease because I had the back and forth and had to get a lawyer involved. Now I understand a bit more how that works. And it's not just exclusively for somebody who like went to school and learned about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all, all, all of this shit is, is precursors to so much more too. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And I, I would say, you know, I'll tell anybody who's trying to get into to anything that like solving problems is life. Because a lot of times people are faced with a problem and it's as if, if it ends, it goes, no, no, no. The problem is, you know, it is the thing that you have to do. Like the, 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 the success of, of, of a movement or of something happening is solving a problem. You know? So it becomes a lot less daunting when you think about it that way that like, oh, okay, that's, you know, what I'm trying to do in my life is not like, oh, this doesn't happen, so I can't do it. It's like, no, no, for me to do the thing, I need to solve this problem. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, uh, again, I got, I got distracted, but, but I'm, uh, uh, yeah, getting back to, yeah, getting back to that yeah. So then what happens is when you go out, exactly. So when you have that mentality, what that really does is it alleviates a lot of frustration 
because when you come up to resistance in one direction, you go to the other direction and often those resistances are less uh, annoying. So like trying to get into a club and uh, and the person doesn't want to book you, that, that's annoying, but you have to deal with egos and personalities. Me trying to organize my own party, but I don't have enough money to rent the place means I can go to my dad and my mom or my cousins and ask for some money. You know, I don't have to overcome somebody's ego, right? Uh, so you do that. And then when you do that, you shake up everything else. Then that makes those people change a bit, right? And it can change in two ways. Either they can think like, okay, I should work with this person or this person's a threat. So you have to be ready to roll with all those things. But if you can create your own, when you meet resistance, if you can just go the other direction, we are made out of water. I feel like sometimes people should just watch water. And what it does, it's always gonna find the fucking crack, always. So let's do that. We're 70% water, supposedly. Just, you go this direction, just find that fucking crack and get in there. And then what happens is when you meet somebody who's actually nice, they fucking shine like this. Like when I finally, when I was like 18 and, and this dude, his name was Truspin, he like saw me play and he was really down with what I did because I like kind of was hard headed and had my own way, but still respected that like what the craft of the job was. Meaning you have to help people have a good time. But I also want to offer my thing. He was the first person who recognized that in me. And I got a residency for four years every Saturday with this guy. And he shined bright for me, you know, because there was a lot of resistance prior to that. Then he showed up. So then later when I would meet resistance, I would just say, OK, I just need to find, keep searching for this dude to work with. And you you just have nice, you, you you kind of like eliminate this kind of negativity from your head. You just you just realize it's. It's like, okay, that's not the way I was supposed to go. It's competitive now. Not, no, not competitive now. How would I say? Okay, I have to describe, before I say it's competitive or not, I have to explain something. I can't tomorrow decide that on Instagram, I'm a lawyer, right? But when it comes to things in the arts, anybody, no matter what they do, can add, tack that on. So it becomes quite distorted by all these people who kind of like, label themselves or claim you know watch the documentary and think now you know because it happens to me people come in here and try to school me and i'm quiet and i'll listen and and 90 of what they're saying is wrong but i'll let them say it it's okay but like it happens it's it's kind of crazy so you got to remember out in the world there's that so to me i i try not to be too too uh what do you call it too defined in what what is to me the real members, the, 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 the real pillars, there's pillars and then everybody else is, is kind of like part of the structure. That's good. But to be a pillar, it's at one point you stopped and you said, my life is about this right. period. And I will do whatever I have to do to do this, meaning offer music, offer experience, offer entertainment, like period. My perspective is, is I look at it like that now because Maybe sometimes you can DJ and then sometimes you organize and then sometimes you coach and then sometimes you guide. And then, and, and to me, that's now I, I just, everybody could say who they are, what they are, but the, the people I really want to work with, who I really will invest my time and energy with are people when I meet them, it's almost as if they're soldiers in the, or commanders in this like realm of like, I'm just into music period. Yeah, okay. And I will do what needs to be done to offer that experience and to make sure that that culture exists here because it offers a lot of people options. It offers the administrator or the bureaucrat 
uh, a way to let off steam on the weekend and plus have contact with why their job exists, you know, which is like kind of keeping the peace and the balance of things so that that can exist, you know? So they're, it's a, yeah, it's, it's very open. It's just how deep or how much are you gonna share with who depends on their also dedication or involvement in the thing. But everybody is open to participate, period. That's, that's I mean, it, even the people who come to the parties, they are like part yeah, of it, yeah. 100%. Like, or else you're playing to an empty room. And uh, you're kind of fooling yourself if you think that makes you a DJ. What makes a good DJ? What do you like? What do you? Have, why do you think you're good at this? Uh, I'm I'm good at what I do because uh, I really really care. For one, I know that's really loose, but I do I do I do care a lot. Like, it's, 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 I care, I care, uh, like, it's, it's not, uh, it's not a direct thing. It's like an indirect thing. Just want to whatever, when I'm doing something, I'm hoping that it's, it's like the pollution is good. You know, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hoping. So it's like, <laughs> fuck the, the guy's playing music next door, but it sounds so good. <laughs> No, I would say like, it's not that I'm good at what I do, but like, I really try to like offer whatever it is that my life has taught me to, to offer. And, uh, and I'm not afraid to like push a bit sometimes to take chances. It's like, but I've learned all this from others and I feel part of this tradition and I feel part of like the responsibility to uphold it and to make sure it stays like true to itself and, and true to itself doesn't mean like a set criteria because that's changing all the time too it's just it has to stay open to me partying is sacred it's kind of the 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 jungle the jungle is dangerous you know but you can prepare yourself to best like to to best like do well through a trek through the amazon but if you want to make the amazon safe that means cutting down the trees and neutralizing any predators and is that what we want? No, that's the destruction of nature. And even in our activities as humans, sometimes we have to be careful to not over like disinfect or over like uh, sterilize. sterilize things because maybe you cannot benefit from this wild uh, nature. But I, as a person who comes from, from, from the wildness, know that a lot of people for their sanity need the craziness. They need the intensity. The thing we don't need is abuse, is aggression, is again, passing these thresholds of people's like wants and, and personal space. And I feel like we can do that. We can have these wild, crazy environments and still respect these limits. And to me, good nightlife, good parties, that's the philosophy behind it. Like, let's have a wild time. There's gonna be consumption. There may be some overconsumption. There may be people kind of overdoing it, but we'll deal with it as we go. And, uh, and we're there for, for hopefully the long run. So who wants to burn bridges, you know? This was the second out of a series of episodes about what goes down after dusk, brought to you by Elena for CKUD Radio. A big thanks again to Chris Gilty and Spencer Gilly. I'd like to add that the soundtrack of this episode was produced by Makti and by Max Maja. Thank you so much for listening. See you around and take it easy, everybody.